Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons. And this list is getting longer, thankfully. Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, hey, they're up in New York, by the way, Tim Turrell, Neil Moore, Molly, the geocaching dog, and Dee and David Vickery, and our new patron, Adam Labanowski. If you would like to become a patron, Head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. <clears throat> and we just had one on Wednesday. And we have a back to back winner of GC World. So he is still the GC World Master. So congratulations to Limax. Uh, he won again. So. We need more patrons to come along and play so we can knock uh, Doug off that uh, perch, I think. But anyway, support <laughs> support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let's let me start by welcoming in my co-host, Sydney Sawyer. Good evening, Gary. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. And Jesse Lunsford. Good evening, everybody. And I have an email follow-up I want to get to first, and then we're going to get to our guest and get into a very cool show tonight. Um, we had a, we had a good, I think we had a good time last week, uh, talking and debating and I don't know what we just, we just had a good discussion about DT ratings and I got a follow up email and I, we really appreciate, uh, people sending us email, uh, or however you want to communicate with us, uh, and, uh, as far as discussion points. And so this was kind of interesting email follow up by Nels Anderson he says, I enjoyed the lively discussion on DT ratings in the last podcast. I wanted to offer a thought on what a specialized tool might be. Since you keep since I keep <laughs> talking about me, since you kept mentioning that you could go to the store or, or Amazon and buy one or whatever tool was currently discussed, I don't think a tool being specialized has anything to do about how you go about procuring it. I agree. If you couldn't go to a store or Amazon to buy such tool, how would anyone obtain it for geocaching? Instead, I would suggest that any tool that would not be common, commonly found in someone's house, and that requires some level of specialized or additional knowledge to operate, would be a specialized tool. Does that sound, Jesse, like your thoughts on... So... And I'll read the rest of it in a minute. But just... Yeah, I really like that, and I'm biting my tongue because I want to. I'll launch into a whole another hour long show. <laughs> I think he, no, I think he did that one perfectly. 
I think that's a, a perfectly succinct way to describe specialized tool. Right. But I, I have to bite my tongue because I'll get into that topic for another hour. <laughs> he, he, goes he did on a great to, job on that yeah, one, though. So. He, he did. Well, he goes on to talk about most people do not have climbing gear, scuba gear, or even a boat in their garage. Uh, and then, Sydney, uh, there was a comment that was – you uh, you made the greatest comment on Geocache Talk. I don't know if you knew that, in, uh, which was, are pool noodles a boat? <laughs> I saw that someone quoted that on Twitter. Yeah. That, that, that made awesome. me laugh. Yeah. It really, it really made their day that she said that. Um, so they, they talk about uh, both climbing gear and scuba gear certainly require special knowledge and training to be able to use a boat while not always requiring special training, depends on the boat, laws, et cetera, et cetera, does require some additional knowledge to operate and not commonly owned. Happy Trails, Nels, or he goes, I think his geocaching name is Bloody Cool. So I, I just thought that was really good. And Yeah, we don't have time to get back into DT ratings tonight. We've got so much other things to talk about, but uh, I really appreciate uh, Nels giving us uh, feedback uh, on that uh, so that was really good I appreciate that so anyway let's jump right into show 45 for Sunday August 16th August that, what's that it's in August already Gary? August did I say August Sunday April 16th I'm so sorry wow it's <laughs> gone by so fast why, why am I, I thinking August it. yeah it's gone quick yeah, seems Christmas. like just yesterday was April <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner you people have to start shopping right now <laughs> Sunday, April 16th, as I welcome our friend Devin C. to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk, Devin. Hey, good to be here. Well, we're, we're very happy that you are here to talk about the ASP Geobash. And this is really a cool mega. And <clears throat> we're going to talk about a lot of uniqueness about it. I think that's something that uh, I think people are very interested in uh, to hear about is uh, how this mega is different and there's so many different ways that it is i think it's really uh, uh cool uh doing some research for the show this week on on this very uh, uh mega so gonna be very interesting to talk about so let's start i guess by um if we could go through some of the basic details about this year's uh asp geopash number 12 um in case people want to follow along on the uh, the geocache uh, page, it is GC6WW5C, and the event is on May 20th, 2017. So, Devin, is this, um, this event, uh, this is its 12th year. Has it always been May, or is that sort of where it's been residing of late? It's always been... Roughly around the weekend before Memorial Day of May. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, and has it, has it always been at Allegheny State Park? Yes. Okay. Very cool. Uh, I think it'd be, let's, we'll take a few minutes to talk about this. And then Sydney's uh, been there, so she can really kind of, well, and you as well. This is your ninth, you said, I think? Yeah, ninth, ninth uh, Geobash and all attended. Um, right. Started with the uh, Geobash four, and uh, okay. start getting involved. I think around nine or ten. Very so. cool. Uh, a fascinating park. Let's start by that because I think people are be interested to hear about this uh, 
park. I was surprised when I started, like I said, doing research on this thing. It's 65,000 acres, and it actually spans all the way into Pennsylvania. But um, what are some things about this park that stand out to you? And then, uh, Sydney, I'll have you comment, too, since you've been there. How, how, How many times have you been down to Allegheny State Park, do you think? Um, I have been to the event the past two years, but, um, my family, uh, has been camping in that area since I was basically born. Okay. So I've had a lot of experience with that area. Okay. What are some things about the park just in general with, before we get into the sort of the geocaching side of it, but Devin, what are some things about the park that really stand out to you? Um, it really does feel like you're in a wilderness when you're in Allegheny State Park. I think that, I think the biggest impression people get when they come there for the first time is it wow this is a big play a big empty place i mean it's right which is good. <laughs> it's uh it's a refuge pretty much for wildlife and just uh very cool so how much of the park can you can you drive part of it or can you, is it mostly you're just hiking into it or what is sort of the layout for people to, to, to enjoy the park? Uh, there are three main roads that kind of traverse around it. Uh, ASP one, two, and three. Um, and then there's smaller dirt roads off of, off of those main roads. Um, there's miles and miles of hiking trails. Uh, the North country national scenic trail goes through there. Um, which it actually rides on top of the uh, Finger Lakes Trail, um, which is a New York part or New York um, trail. Um, yeah, I don't know the exact mileage, but it's probably over 100 miles of trail just in the park. Um, Amazing. Quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> the Allegheny State Park began on May 2nd of 1921 when an act of the New York State Legislature approved the purchase of 7,000 acres. Sorry. Uh, tract of land in the Quaker Run Valley. Uh, the land was purchased for $50,000. Half of the money was raised locally as per the legislature's agreement on June 18, 1921. It was purchased through the Holland Land Company in the Quaker Run Valley. The park was formally dedicated on July 30th, 1921. So um, I heard you and Sydney talk about this, and I, I saw there was a note, and I put it in the show notes also, that there's a Quaker area and a Red House area, sort of as designated locations. Is that just a way they des- they broke out the park, or is there some reason why there's a designation of a Quaker area and a Red House area? Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know their exact reasoning why, but uh, it was probably because of just how large the park is. They decided it would be better to have two different groups, you know, there's actually an administrative building on both sides of the park. They're, they're separate entities, really. Um, like one's the, the Quaker side is centered around Quaker Lake okay. and the Red House side is around Red House Lake. That's just the way they geographically broke the two up. Okay, great. Uh, Sydney, since you've been there, do you want to take the next uh, section about the history of the event? Yeah. Um, so let's, this is the, the 12th year for the ASB Bash. but um, why don't you give us, Devin, a little bit about um, how the event got started, and maybe who organized it to begin with. Um, Allegheny State Park uh, employees, username was Monarch, uh, wanted to have a geocaching event in the park. Uh, in 2005, he, he you know, went forward with that idea, and he contacted uh, NIGA, New York Geocachers Organization, 
and uh, they directed him to the nearest club, which was the Allegheny County Cashers Association. Um, another geocacher, Brownout, was uh, president of that group at the time and got really excited about the project really early. And uh, she realized that a lot of the people that were going to attend would also be from Pennsylvania. So at that point, they kind of reached out to two more you know, caching organizations in Pennsylvania, uh, the Kinzu Area Cachers and the Keystone Cachers, I think it was what it was. Um, then several members from each of those three groups uh, formed what was the first ASB Geobash Committee. Um, that first event, you know, had the three main components that every ASP has you know, contained since then, uh, a bonfire on Friday, a uh, main event on Saturday, and a pancake breakfast to wrap it all up on Sunday. Um, the first committee had quite a task, but were, they were very, were very successful. They, they held the three-day event in May. 2006 that had about 300 people show up for it. So it was picnic to have 300 people show up, which is kind of cool. Um, sure, they were surprised that many attended and, it, you know, created a challenge for them to try to grow it into a mega. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I, on, um, I mentioned, commented on the <clears throat> the website before we started the show, but y'all have a photo of the very first one, which I think is really cool that somebody, you know, not only took the photo, but kept the photo and <laughs> was able to do that. But y'all had a bunch on the first, the uh, you know, for that first event, there was a lot of people at that event. Yeah. It, uh, it's almost like someone knew that it was going to go this long. You know, they really, they, they did a good job of documenting things. Previous committees did, you know, holding on to those pictures and the history and whatnot. Uh, it's really good. Really cool. But that many people showed up and here we are now. So Devin, what year, um, did the event first officially uh, reach the mega status? Uh, it was ASP Geobash 3. I think they had just over 500 people show up. So it was, that would be the first year that it made mega. Wow. So so the third year you got of this recurring event, you got up to 500. That's pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So in the chat room, Mr. Pariser, you must know who that is, right? Yeah, Racer. Okay. okay. PA Racer, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Okay, I couldn't tell from the chat room. They said they've been to every single one so far. That's 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 pretty impressive. There can't be that many people that have been to all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny because every year before before or after the photo, sometime around there, they ask, "Okay, put your hand up for if this is your first one, and then put you know, or put your hand up if you've been to five, or put your hand up if you've been to all of them." And it's there's only a few usually every year that have been to every single one, so. Yeah, last year it kind of dropped down a little bit after 10 years. Like there was people like, yeah, I got to keep going, you know, one more year. And then after they started to drop down, and I imagine we'll probably lose a couple more this year. It'll probably be less than 10 this year, I'd guess. We'll see. We'll see how many hands go up. <laughs> yeah. That's still really cool, though. Yeah, Kim, uh, PA Racer Kim, who's commenting there, he, he's still involved. He's on the committee, and yeah, they, they've, been, they've been every geobash. It's quite a feat. Yeah. That's a lot. It's got to be hard. To, uh, I mean, it's got to be good if you're going back every year for as many as they've had. So that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I said it, it becomes a really relaxing time for people. They just get used to doing it every year. It's a way to way to kick summer off. So um, I noticed I, I went uh, to kind of prepare for this week. Also, I and I, I tweeted out a bunch of uh, photos and. Uh, this year's was uh, uh, had a different. I, I liked a lot of the artwork that that y'all came up with, uh, 
And I think uh, you've got something uh, that you could actually do a show and tell on, I think. Are you going to reveal today? I got you on the... The no isolated. pressure. No pressure. But can we, can we can we see part of the coin or anything, or is that? Yeah, you, you could probably see that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, just a couple of days ago, I don't know how well it's going to show up on the camera well, here. We'll we'll give it a try. Give it a try. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah. Oh, the yes. Of the coin for this year. Very cool. Yes. Ooh. Christian cool. Mackey designed it as he has the last. That's the same person who's designed the last couple. Of yeah. Christian Mackey coin. That's sweet. Yes, I like yeah, that. It's a lot, lot of glitter in it, and it's uh, it's pretty. I like, pretty like the campfire. Cool. Yeah. I like the campfire and all that. It's very and cool. then we have some limited edition ones. We have a night casher version that we're going to sell this year. Oh. Got Sid- glow enamels on it. Just Sid- take my money. Sydney's drooling. It. She wants it right now. That's a thick old coin, too. And. Being a Christian Mackey coin, that is like very collectible. I mean, that's really something. He does a really good job. Oh yeah, he's like the premier. Very cool. Yeah, I've we got. Also... Go ahead. Got you another one. Okay, go. Oh yeah, show. Let's see it. Oh, another there's one. There's more. There's more. Yeah. Wait, but wait, there's more. Make it an orange bobcat. Yeah, Ooh, bobcat. I like that one. Yeah, yeah I like that. Five of these made. God, it's really cool looking. The, yeah, the I like the, yeah, the camp, bonfire is very cool. Yeah, but there yeah, goes. we decided you know make might as well make the orange variation of the bobcat since the he's the the mascot is actually orange, and then we ended up making a you know, just a regular old gray kitty for the yeah regular coins. We made a limited edition seventy five coin run of the orange so, one. So most every year there's a um, there's an animal I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually got one here. I'm down in Texas, Devin, but take a look at this. I've actually somehow. got, I know somehow I've got somehow. a coin. Hey, I know that coin. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I've got the ASP bash. I won this on a geo gearhead show. Uh, and so I've got an ASP coin. I thought that's kind of neat. And I, I it's one of my favorite coins is this. It's from, uh, I guess from 2015. Is, uh, that might be my favorite coin that has been done of the of the Geo Bash. It's it features the previous year's mascots and then the uh, the, yeah. the pencil the Allegheny State Park silhouette there in the middle with the geocaching. Yeah, every, I like every, that one. Yeah, every time I look at the coin, there's something new that I've never seen before. It's it's that it's that busy of a coin. It, this is awesome. It's just so intricate. And, and it's, it's layered. There's like different layers. Of yeah, all that's layered. It's, it's hard to really kind of trying to get a really good close-up to talk about it but you know that's i mean the layers on that thing are incredible i mean just just amazing but uh is that animals is that i couldn't yeah. all the way tell was that the three different animals yeah Yeah. so at the the Four. top and the bottom and the left and the right there's different animals of the previous years and then there's an x in the middle for 10 that was the 10th year mm. yep. and then on the other side there's four more animals right gary yeah Cover up the, the thing to the... Well, we thought going in there, um, the first year they didn't have a mascot. They just had right there where his fingers at. The, they had that. That's the actual first year coin in the middle there. Was oh, just okay. Right okay. the park. Oh, okay. It was just a you know simple little coin, it, or just little you know, just the silhouette of the park was the coin. Oh, um, right, right. oh yeah. Every yeah. year after that, we've had a mascot. So yeah. in the tenth year, we just decided, well, let's just feature all the past mascots 
on one coin and that's what that's what chris came up with really cool very cool you know that's a that's neat now um from that how many years uh have you also done like path tags and other other swag have y'all uh have you always had, I mean, have you had path tags for a few years now or? Yeah. Um, they had one path tag a year, I think from four, five, six, seven. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, I think in ASP seven, they introduced a, a volunteer path coin path tag. Okay. And then we really blew it up on ASP nine. We started doing the, the scenes in different five different scenes in the park every year for a trader set. And then also, um, we did the, I think, I think that year we did the original can of beans came. We actually did a, a right. to commemorate that. And, but yeah, this year I think we have a total of nine, but not everybody can get those. Um, you have to volunteer for some of them. <laughs> oh, so. super secret coins. Yeah. That's how they get you to volunteer. They give you free stuff. That's yeah, right. Really cool. I mean, we're, we're doing another trader set, which the trader sets we feature the, the different scenes in the park that everybody's come to know and love. And uh, we did a, a sixth one this year. We usually do five. We did a sixth one there. There's an old sawmill in, in Allegheny state park that a group's trying to uh, rehabilitate. So we're, we made a 200 piece run of a path tag that we're selling for $5 a piece at the event to try to raise them a thousand dollars to towards rehabilitating this, this historic sawmill that's near the event grounds. So it's a, so there's another collectible for people to get that helps yeah. the cause. So, yep, I sure do. I always make sure to get those. I, I don't know. I have a thing for shiny, colorful, <laughs> circular objects. I guess. I mean, you've got a few. Just a couple. You got a couple. You have more just, than a couple up there. I mean, <laughs> no big I deal. Enjoy, I enjoy the shiny stuff too. Yeah, it's hard to hard to resist sometimes. I'm mean, just just take my money. Give me give me the things. Okay. Yeah. You, better, you better save some money because there might be a few more surprises with the coin when you get there. Oh boy! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put some money aside. I'm gonna save it. We, we got a little creative with this one. Ooh, I'm excited. This is very, enticing. Very cool. Boy, so besides trading path tags, which we've mentioned, um. What other activities do you guys usually have during the day of the event? Um, the ammo can toss. I mean, that's become like an ASP tradition. I don't know if they. I don't know if they do that at any other events. But uh, get some weighted down ammo cans, and a few dozen people line up to see how far they can throw it. Um, which you'd be surprised how far some guys can throw an ammo can. Um, that's uh, that'll usually that usually starts out first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, we'll have stuff going on all day. We'll have a creative cash contest. Uh, that was a big hit last year, um, which, you know, in, co- in conjunction with the way we're going to do lab caches this year, the creative cash contest will be a nice, um, nice sidebar to that. Uh, kids coloring contest, geo bingo, bingo, just the uh, usual geocaching event stuff. Oh, you mentioned lab caches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this year, last year, um, it, last year was the first year that we had a new committee doing ASP. So we decided to make the um, the committee members the lab caches. We had to go find the committee member to get the name of the turtle type to you know log log the cache. So we decided to do something different this year. So 
um, we have some folks making some gadget caches and they're going to be located throughout the event grounds. You have to find them and then solve the gadget cache to get the code. So it's a, uh, it should be a little bit, a little bit different. I've, I've seen some of the ideas and there's some pretty clever stuff uh, coming up. So it's, uh, it's I think it's going to be entertaining for people. So they don't have to chase down the committee members anymore. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when someone first recommended that idea in one of the meetings, it was like, no, 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 no. We don't want 900 people come up and, you know, that's Can they still order. chase down the committee members if they want to? They can still do that, yeah. We okay. we designate We have little staff shirts that you can buy them for them. go and some. There you go. You shouldn't wear special shirts and people are going to find you. You know that. <laughs> is, is there enough Wi-Fi in the park to do the lab caches? Uh, yes, um, we do have Wi-Fi on the event grounds. It's 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 not the best, um, but if you log on your phone, you should be able to get 4G um, in, in in the event grounds. Would, it, would you say that's accurate, Sydney? Pretty. Yeah, last year um, I didn't have a problem uh, using my phone to log them, but you can always just get out the good old piece of paper and write down the words. And yeah. when you get home to your computer, you could type them in that way as well. well. And you have up to a week to log them after the, they become available, right? Yep. Yeah. There's definitely a uh, trade off to the remoteness that Allegheny state park is. And it's the uh, connection to technology, I guess would be the, would be the sacrifice. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's but, pretty, pretty remote kind of park. So, um, but it's gorgeous. The other thing, yeah, just look at really photos of it. It's just amazing. Park. Yeah, it's just. It is. It really is. You know, you don't always get that with with different events. Uh, I mean, some are, but but you know, that's the just the wonderful, uh, just a wonderful area. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, you guys are having. You usually have vendors. So did you want to talk about uh, some particular vendors that are going to be there this year? Yeah. Um, some of our regular vendors that we've had for the last couple of years have other range, other things going on this year. And um, But we're kind of excited because somebody somebody's coming that hasn't come before. It's um, Space Coast Geocaching Store. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they were requesting a lot of tables, so I'm getting the impression they're bringing a lot of stuff. So. Oh, boy. I'm excited. Yeah, they're a, they're, they're they're a great uh, a great bunch. We uh, we got to see them in Texas, but uh, they they have quality uh, uh, swag and things to buy. So yeah, you'll love Space Coast. Yeah, they, this is gonna be their first trip there, and then uh, we'll always have like uh, in the last month leading up to the event, um, local artisans and crafters usually say, "Hey, I want to have a table." You know, let them come in. So. Unique stuff shows up once in a while. So. And of course, we'll have the ASP Geobash store. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Good, good yep. stuff. I, I already ordered my stuff, so I'll be there <laughs> just picking up. I paid for mine already. That's good. That's good. That way, you know yeah. you you get it, and you're not running around frantic on the day of. Yeah, yeah. the t-shirt, the, the the clothing sales are actually closing down. I think. Tuesday, so we gotta get the t-shirts made and stuff. So we usually tell people, you know, we're gonna have very limited clothing on site that day, um, just because it costs so much, and you don't know what size people are gonna want. So 
Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, that's that is something that people need to think about uh, is because I know I when we were at G Woodstock last year, I know people were hoping uh, for more. And J- Jesse, you can only do so much, right? You can, you, have, you can only make so many coins and so many path tags and just when it's that when they're gone, they're gone, you know? Yeah, because you don't want to have tons left over, obviously. And you can only do it based on how many people you think are coming. And those estimates are never, never correct. So it's hard to balance that having enough but not having too many because, you know, it, as as Devin knows, it, it all kind of comes out of the committee's pockets. There's no there's no big check, that magical check that's written. So you want to definitely make that balance properly. Yeah, definitely. I know they also added, um, I think, a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie too, right, Devin? Not just a short sleeve shirt? Yeah, there's long sleeves and hoodies there, yep. But we will, yeah, those will be pre-order only. We won't have any on the day of the event. You know, specialized stuff like that, chances of selling at the day of the event are pretty slim. Yeah. So. Sydney will buy it all. It'll be okay. <laughs> I told you, I already bought my stuff. <laughs> She's a, she'll buy more when she gets there. Yeah, you'll I buy probably more. Will. Probably will. Because <laughs> you can never have enough coins or anything, you know. So. <laughs> That's true. And another rumor that I heard is that there's a lackey coming this year. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, ben Hewitt, uh, he's the product manager at Groundspeak, uh, and his wife, Jamie, who's also a lackey, are coming. They're bringing their two-year-old kid with them, so that should be cool. Uh, their, their, cash, their caching username is Ben and Jamie. Um, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. That's we awesome. have two lackeys coming, actually. So that's, that's Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That'll it's been a couple exciting. years I think we had a lack. The last time we had a lackey come was two two years ago. There's so many mega events now that they have so they only have so many lackeys to send. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm glad that they're coming. Now I can hound them with questions or something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Chase them around. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun. We'll give them a shirt too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lackey. Come find me. <laughs> Well, if you're nice to them too, they'll give you a path tag. Sometimes I know I gotta gotta be very <laughs> nice about my questions. So something I really like is uh, I've heard that there's going to be some night caches in the park. Is that a normal thing? Yeah, that's uh, that's an ASP tradition too. I mean, going out into the wilderness at ten o'clock at night with a flashlight is a lot of fun. Um, we aren't going to put out as many. This year, as we did last year, last year we kind of went overboard. We did four a night for three nights. So that wow, kind of, <laughs> that is a lot. The the, the, uh, the park is pretty saturated with with uh, night caches right now. We are going to put out probably two a night, um, but mm. to supplement those ones. But yeah, there's there'll be probably more night caches available this year than there probably ever has been. Um, so if people like the night caches, this is the year to come. Do you, uh, Devin, do you have pretty good um, support from whoever owns caches in the park? And, and how does the how do you go about uh, putting caches in a state park up there in New York? Do you is there a lot of uh, extra? Oh, I don't necessarily think of it in a bad way, but is there a lot more bureaucracy you have to go through, or is there somebody you can talk to directly, or how do you go about that? There is a permit application, and in um, in Allegheny State Park, the tenth of a mile rule for you know cache density doesn't apply. It's a quarter of a mile, so 
they don't want any caches more than a quarter mile from each other. Um, that's something they put on themselves. That's just something yeah. they want. They want more yeah, spread out. No. Okay. And then they actually send someone out to look at the area where the cache is going to make sure you're not going to create some trail that's going to go through a rare plant species. They actually sure. make sure that you're not going to impact the area in any way. That's and really good. Really, uh, you, fill the, you fill the application out and they go out and approved or denied. And yeah, that's, that's really good of them to be concerned <coughs> enough that they're willing to do all that, to go through the process of checking it into – you know, I, I, I think I, I, more than anything, I appreciate the fact that they take the time to do something like that is, is really good. So on the night caches, what what are some what are some ones that you've done in the past? So you don't give away this year's, but what are some what are some kind of things that that stand out to you uh, that you've done night cache wise in the past? Um, before I was on the committee, um me and my friends, you know, a lot of them are on the committee now. Um, we would wait till oh, about one o'clock in the morning before we go to get the night caches. And then there's no one out there, but right. the, the wildlife. So yeah, it's always been fun going out for the night caches. Very cool. Um, the one I hid last year that I'm pretty sure I lost some popularity with was uh, walking <laughs> along. I think I called it. It's uh, about a mile, just a gradual uphill. <laughs> I heard a lot of, I got a lot of, comments the next thing about that one <laughs> that was a memorable one yeah do you use uh trail tax or uh, yeah do you yeah different colors or do you uh, how the ones you set up do you do like you need to find a certain color tack or how do, how do you normally do them just normal whatever the next one is okay. tack on the tree cool yeah that's one of my favorite parts of the event is going out when it's pitch dark and you you pull up on these, you know, rural small roads. And then all of a sudden you see like 10 cars parked along the side <laughs> of the road where the, the trail starts. And then you see all the people out in the woods with their flashlights. And, you know, you're seeing people as you're coming back and you're like, is it over here? You got to keep going. They're like, no, you got to keep going that way. And so it's just a big, I mean, like you're out in the woods at night, but there's quite a lot of people out. <laughs> Kind of like a, a mini a mini party out it's in the a, woods. Yeah, but that makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you do the long one last year, Sydney? I don't know if I did. I, there was a lot that were out last year, so I know we did a couple. But um, I usually I usually camp, so I got there on Friday night, and we were setting up our stuff and everything. By the time we got done, you know, it was already dark out. So I did. A, I know we did a couple, but. Plus, I, I have missed some from the previous years, so I'm, like, trying to backfill right. my my night caches there. So Try to hopefully catch this year yeah. it'll, it'll work out better. Yeah, you want to get on the caches. If you see one you like, you better get it because they also only allow caches for two years, and you have to, you have to pull them out. Right. But there's locations where they keep you keep putting, you know, caches back in just to make one. Well, that keeps it fresh, though, at least, for people that have – been coming back year after year yeah uh, from the parks aspect it's like you know they, they do that just so that you don't start creating little geo trails you know to the to the ammo cans and stuff so but it, uh, it keeps it fresh for keeps you it keeps the committee on their toes putting new caches out that's for sure every year so. <laughs> i would like to come just for the night caches i never seem to 
to get to do enough of those. Yeah, it's kind of a, a rare occurrence to have a, a park that's that allows people that late. Like around me, there's not that many. So when I go to you know ASP for the weekend, I make sure I do some because that's like one of the few times during the year when I know I'll be able to to find some. Yeah, it's pretty rare to find multiple night caches. Like you'll find a night cache and there'll be another one twenty miles away or something. And, you know, in ASP, you could have three night caches leaving from the same spot. You know, so it's it's it's, it's definitely a part of the experience. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts. So make sure if you're coming, make sure you bring your flashlight. I'm sure there'll be enough flashlights there, right? Yeah, yeah or just join join a group that's walking down sure, the trail. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a scene from ET. Everybody walking through the woods. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> So why don't we talk about, I know we have some other events outside of the Mega. Um, so why don't you talk about the new uh, Thursday night event this year? Yeah, so uh, usually have a lot of people show up on the event grounds on Thursday to help set up. That's when the, the big tent goes up and all the chairs and tables and it all gets, everything gets put together that, that morning into the afternoon. And uh, we just thought it'd be nice to have a relaxing laid back event on Thursday night for those people that come down and help. And also the, uh, you know, other people that might show up at the park early, um, just going to have a fire and uh, we have a rec hall, a mess hall and it's the ovens are going to be open for people to cook pizza in. So yeah, just a really laid back event. We'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It may end up in two years having too many people to have it be laid back. I have to get a little more structured, but what happens. <laughs> Yeah, that tends to happen with uh, with it's mega gonna, events. It's gonna be relaxing, you know. Here a, we're relaxing. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea, though. I mean, who doesn't love pizza? Yeah. Well, I think what happened last year on on uh, Thursday night, one of the committee members actually brought us pizza oven, and right. pizza. It was just like, hey, yeah, let's have pizza and mountain pies like we did last year. <laughs> just invite a bunch of people. That's a great idea. We'll see how it goes. And then Friday night, there's two events. There's actually one right across the border in PA, and then another one on uh, actually on the grounds. So why don't you give us a quick, quick info about those? Yeah, so the Stepping Stones have a flash mob, uh, Stone in the Flash in PA, it's called. Um, it's going to be in Bradford, which is just, just south of the, the border in Pennsylvania. Um, just an event for people to head up on their way to the park. Um, it's the first chance to meet up with some people you maybe haven't seen for a while. Um, that, that one usually gets quite a few people. I'm not sure the exact number, but it's probably between 100, 200 people show up for that flash mob every year wow. at least. Well, that's a good amount. Uh, so yeah, Stepping Stones, they, they, they keep doing it every year. And have at it. It's a good event. You know, Very cool. Oh, and then also – Want me to go ahead and talk about the bonfire too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then well, this is like the I think this is a sixth year for having an official official event for the bonfire. Uh, it's behind the the mess hall on the event grounds, uh, seven o'clock, ten o'clock. Uh, it's become a pretty exciting event. Uh, it's grown significantly. Uh, usually around three hundred people. We keep joking that you know maybe it's going to go mega by itself you know, sometime. But, uh, <laughs> You can't do that, but... Yeah. <laughs> but no, but it, it sounds good. 
Yeah. It would be yeah. kind of neat, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, beca- it's become as large as the original ASP Geo Bash, and like 300 <laughs> people come to it every year. So it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, this year, we got a musical group, uh, Very Amazing Gentlemen. They're going to be performing. Uh, they were there last year, and everybody really enjoyed it. So we, we had them back again. What um, uh, what kind of music do they do usually? What type? It's just the curiosity. It's a it's a big mix, and oh, they, okay. they're they're, they're cool. fun. They're funny guys. They they kind of joke back and forth while they're while they're performing, and oh, a, they're an entertaining show. Very cool. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I wish they, you know, the rules don't allow it, but I think it'd be kind of neat. Something we should maybe lobby, uh, ground speak about is the fact to get to allow for. If something becomes big enough and you have two megas next near each other, well, I mean, it's it's cool in itself. I mean, I don't know. I won't get started on all the things we need to. <laughs> that's, that's another topic. Things we need to get, yeah, things we need to get changed. I'm not going to get started on that tonight, but I think it'd be cool to have because, like you said, you're almost there. I mean, you're close. So maybe yeah. you can just add them together and get a giga. Would that count, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't. No. Uh, probably part of that 300 is coming to the other event sometime, too. So That's just details. We don't need those. Yeah, we don't need the details. <laughs> yeah, at one time, there was just the, the event. It was, you know, the ASP. Uh, the, the Mega was from was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then right. broke it up into those individual days and individual events. Now, did y'all decide to do that, or is that something that uh, geocaching.com sort of encouraged you to do, or or how did when who made the or where did the decision come about to change that? Um, the the previous committee made that decision, okay. um, and then at that time they invited uh, a geocaching group that I'm part of, the Allegheny Rangers, to host that that Friday night bonfire event. Okay, that. Ironically, we ended up we're now we're now the committee for the main event now, so it just kind of worked out. It was, Do you, uh, yeah, they just made that. They just wanted to change things up. I think is sure. what the thought process was. Well, that's a good idea, though. I mean, it, I think having a separate event might even encourage or. It's a way to and Jesse. You could probably talk to this as well, but but to have a separate event, it almost could sort of uh, drive. Uh, the opportunity for more people to show up at an event because they may go, oh, I didn't even know about this extra event. I'll go to it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's kind of a, again, it's one of those balances. You want to have enough events to keep everybody having fun all weekend, satellite events, but not, but also time them not to where they're not taking people away from your main event. But, you know, and and people are going to do a lot of things throughout the whole weekend, so... Uh, not everybody goes to every single event, but the more stuff you can add, you mean you want to pack in as much fun as you can in the whole weekend. Yeah, it's a really, a really great weekend. Um, a lot of people come and camp uh, for the weekend. I know that's what we usually do. We pack up our tent and uh, there's okay. a pretty, pretty good campground right close to the event. And um so if you have a tent or some people bring their campers or they also have cabins there uh, at the park that you can rent. So. so do most people stay right in that same little area? Yeah, we, uh, the, the, there's on the event grounds, there's two um, dormitories and then there's also a couple cabins. 
and the committee uses one of the dormitories just for so we have the committee we like the committee members to stay there so they're right on on site so in case we need a bunch of people all of a sudden we can they're not throughout the park and then the other bear the other um dormitory we rent out to people there's like eight rooms in there and then beyond that there are lots of cabins you know, like any state park, um, and all the a lot of the a lot of the nicer ones are really close to the event grounds. I mean, within a mile, mile and a half. So, and like she said, the, there's the campground too on the other side of the lake. It's it's really nice. That's pretty cool for Omega because you're, even between all the events that you've got hosted, you people are going to be hanging out in the same general area, and that that camaraderie between all the cashiers in the area, even on unofficial times, has got to be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun uh, going around the campground and you see all the cars with the, the trackable stickers <laughs> on the back. How, how far in advance do you suggest that people uh, reserve a, a cabin, do you think? Should they try to get how, – how, how, how soon do you know that they could – like if I was to come up there, how soon do you think I should be able – should uh, – plan on getting a, a cabin rented a week beforehand probably be fine there's there's a lot of cabins in that park oh, really? yeah. oh wow i was thinking months in advance but no um, i think the, the regular camp sites fill up pretty fast yeah those yeah, yeah but the cabins yeah go for a while they're, they're yeah there's lots of cabins available usually okay, yeah we're, cool. we're a rough and tumble kind of bunch so you know <laughs> we got our tents Right. And there are bathrooms at the campgrounds, so that's that's good. That's, that's important. Good. Yep. So you can take a shower. You can go use the actual shower. bathroom. Come on, it's a it's a mega. You who showers in a mega? I mean, come on. Just saying. Yeah, why would you need five hundred people to shower over a three day period? I mean, that's or if not your significant either. other <laughs> along and wants to make sure they have a shower, you know. That's true. Important. Right. Get all dolled up for Saturday. Yeah, I, I can see that. No, I'm kidding. Or after a night, Friday night out in the rain and the mud. Oh right, getting yeah. those getting night catches. So. I've been there. <laughs> That's happened. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, that'd be. It's nice to know that they have that, you know. So now the the stepping stones they do, uh, they do something on Saturday night too, or. Uh, yeah, Saturday Saturday morning they have uh, an event. Uh, you know, the official mega starts at eight o'clock, and at seven o'clock in the morning they have Stone in the Flash. Stone in a Flash um, in Salamanca. It's another flash mob event. Um, usually it's like a pajamas kind of thing that people will show up in their pajamas and stuff because uh, it's so early in the morning. Um, but that's in New York, um, just outside the park. It's a city called Salamanca. Uh, okay. There, well, so it comes from that right down to the main event. So not far, you know. Obviously, from you know, it's it's a nice satellite event, not too far away, but something you can get out and do. Yeah, about fifteen minute drive. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. Very sweet. What do they typically do with that flash mob? Um, I haven't made it the last couple of years because of <laughs> being because of being on the committee, and uh, it's a uh, you know wanting to be there when that group comes back from from that flash mob you know because that's when everything starts so i haven't been to one of those ones in a couple of years mm, that's the problem with being behind the scenes you've you've got to try to do everything yeah. Yeah. yeah miss all the extra stuff 
Yeah, the stuff that's far away from the event grounds, I yeah, probably I miss. I don't think I even made the one in Bradford last year. So, so uh, before we get to like Sunday and, and after it's all over, let's let's take a moment and talk about the actual main event a little bit as well. What are some other things that we haven't really discussed yet uh, that occurs on Saturday that uh, that come to mind that we uh, really need to be looking forward to? Um, we should do the group photo about noon. Um, so if someone does come, we'd like you to show up to get your picture taken at noon. Um, yeah. We might make some announcements there this year. I don't know. We'll see what uh, happens. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I like that y'all have the the uh, pictures from every every one of them. It's kind of neat to to be able to have that uh, on the website too. So, do yeah, you guys last year last year's was tough. I don't think I have it on the website actually yet. Last year's maybe not, but you have them almost for every year. But that's yeah, they're, they're, we did for every year. It's uh, pretty cool we got them all do you have uh is there anything specific uh that goes on on saturday as far as for uh for the kids or are they sort of just sort of uh encouraged to just do things uh with the main group there's a room um it's the same room that has the creative caches in it where there's actually uh you know, coloring sheets oh, okay, that cool. are geared towards the mascot Right. And so the kids can sit there and there's crayons in there and they can they can color them up and put their name on it and they win prizes. Um, we have people, committee members that go in there and judge a, co- a kid coloring contest. Um, they they have, they can be in the um, ammo can toss. The kids can. Uh, there's a kids division in that. So isn't that dangerous f- tossing ammo <laughs> cans around? I mean, do people get hurt tossing an ammo can? No, it's, uh, it's roped off that, yeah, you can't can't go past this line <laughs> it, it's it's safe no one's gotten hurt yet so are, are, are you are you tossing like the large ape cash ammo cans or are these more of the uh 50 calibers? no a 50 caliber with bricks in it is the biggest oh one. you're kidding you put you put bricks in them for the yeah. burly the burly guys it's a toss of that one yeah, there's some big guys that throw them it's like so the, it's like the scottish games Go ahead, Jesse. So who are you throwing these ammo cans at? What's that? The, kid, the children. <laughs> yeah. No. No, not throwing them at the children? Oh, okay. Oh, you're just throwing them distance, not at anybody. I got gotcha. you. Oh, distance. Okay. I'm I'm starting to follow you now. Yeah, it's distance. So it's not like cornhole. You try to, you're not trying to get it into like a, you know, it's like a hole-in-one kind of thing, which would be kind of cool. Dig a hole and then try to throw the can in. Kind of thing. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I assume those uh, ammo cans don't they're not hold they don't hold up for the whole the whole afternoon do they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Do they? Good. Oh yeah, wow! Some of them we've had for not as long as I know. Wow, that's could be could be since the original event. They're they're pretty tough ammo pretty cans. Tough. And I know last year they had a little mini one for the kids. Oh, so if you're a kid, you don't have to throw the giant, (laughs) giant ammo can. And I actually almost won that last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a there's a news right there. Newsflash. Ringer. Did it? Yeah, we had to we had to have a throw off because it was so close. (laughs) But then I ended up. Yeah. Then I ended up not not making it. I choked. Second place. Oh, this, oh, year, no. this year, this year, got a win for the show. 
Woodwood for, for Geocache. I got to start talk. working out or something. There you go. <laughs> another, thing on, another thing on Saturday I, I, should, I need to mention. Uh-huh. They were a really good raffle. Um, I think last oh. year we had 130 different baskets for the raffle. Okay. And items and baskets, uh, rare coins, just about everything you can think of shows up in that raffle. It's a, do you get, people spend a lot of time looking around at that. Do you get a certain amount based on what you purchase ahead of time, or do you purchase the raffle tickets uh, when you get there? Or you, you purchase them when you get there. Okay. And you can buy as many as you want, obviously. Yeah. So, very cool. There goes more Sydney's money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to bring, like, a big sack full of money. And... <laughs> just take it. Here you right. go, guys. <laughs> well, so, there's idea. not many of it, so yes. <laughs> There's some people in the chat room that have been to the to the mega before, and there's some people that haven't. Does somebody have to be a hardy outdoors type to attend this this mega? No, they could come hang out at the event grounds all weekend if they wanted to. They don't yeah, have you, to camp in the woods. And you don't have to camp three days. Okay. No, um, like 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 we said, there's there's Bradford, PA, which is not not too far away. Um, so there's hotels and everything there. If you don't want to camp, um, I know that some people do do that. Um, and there's also some, some good geo art down there from previous years. So if you're into that sort of thing, Mm. I think there's, there's, I think two geo arts still available down that way. One of the, one of the geo arts going down. So there'll be at least one. So there's one still down there. If you, if you feel like doing that. Well, that's a lot of people when they come in town for one, they do run around all over town and may want to stay right outside. So the GR may entice some people as well. And I will also mention that one of my favorite earth caches is in Bradford, PA, because it is at a McDonald's. Oh, oh yeah. Really? I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey, uh, I'll you- reserve my comments. Hey J- Jesse, come on now. It's an Earth Cash, but look, food. You get some ice cream at McDonald's. You, you, that's it. But what's more important is, you know, the where I goes in town. That's that's really what's most important. But I'm, <laughs> I won't even get into those. But okay. Earth Cash and McDonald's, okay, that that could be a fun one. It's definitely unique. That's cool. I mean, have you ever seen an Earth Cash at a McDonald's before? No, I have not. You you no. got me on that one. I have not. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Apparently, I have bring to bring it up now. just for that. There you go. There's like an oil derrick there or something. That... Yeah, it's an, it's like an, uh, what do they call it? An oil drill or something uh-huh. right in the McDonald's parking lot. That's right. Not about the mystery meat at McDonald's or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Harper Seth beef, baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, we should okay. probably talk about things that are around near it. I mean, uh, yeah. Bradford, the Zippo, and Case Knives Museum is right. Oh, that's right. There. Fifteen oh, wow. minutes away from the event grounds. That's that's pretty cool. People that come from far away, that's usually a destination for them. Like you go in there and you see all the different zippos from historical events. Like there's some in there with like there's one in there with a, a zippo that stopped the bullet. Guy a guy a GI in World War Two. The zippo stopped the bullet. It's in there. There's all kinds of. Right. Real, it's really neat. The zippo and case museum. It's it's pretty neat. That sounds a, interesting. Yeah, a lot of people stop there and look at that and. Like up in Salamanca, up in New York, there's a casino there. It's uh, it's also an Indian res- reservation. Right. So. 
I know Jesse would want to know if there's any five fives in the park. Oh, hmm. There's I don't a... think there is right now. No. <sighs> Darn. New York has has very few five fives, Jesse. I know it's very upsetting. Why don't you go ahead and change that for us, Sydney? If <laughs> you give me an idea of what where to put one, I will gladly try. Just make a tree Challenge climb. Challenge accepted. Just make a tree climb. That's a five five. <laughs> oh dear. Don't we can't get into that. Okay. Just, your your Earth Cash uh, has interested the uh chat room. Oh Tom said it's the Moe's hardness scale based on French fries. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. How hard is That's the, the French fry seen. that you get? Yeah. yeah. You got to use the Moe's scale to figure out where it falls. On Great. The... That's awesome. That's funny. And uh, let me think. There's also um, in Pennsylvania, they have, which is right over the border, they have uh, a geo tour where you can earn a coin. Or multiple coins, I think, right, Devin? If you get yeah, multiple counties, Allegheny, Allegheny Geo Trail. It's been it's been around since about two thousand eight. Um, keep wondering when they're going to shut the thing down, but it, it's generated a lot of interest. It's probably the probably it, it might have been the original Geo Trail in, in the country. It might be. Um, it's three It's ten counties, and if you do all, so you do six caches in a county, you get a coin that commemorates that county. Yeah, yeah very cool. Counting them in the program. In the, in the area that they, they cover, you know, just geographical block of counties. Right. You, if you do all 10, you get a, a 10th coin or 11th coin, which is a pretty big. I think it's like two and a half inch coin. So it's a, wow, that's awesome. You cover a lot of ground. Um, yeah, when I, back in 2008 when it first came out, I did it and spent a lot of time chasing those, those caches down. <laughs> That's the fun yeah. part of it. That's the fun of it. So. It's just so big. It was, you know, usually a geo trails one county or one town. This was 10 individual geo trails for 10 counties. So it's right. pretty impressive. But yeah, it's still, it's still going on. Some people do that when they come up. Very cool. That's a lot of stuff to pack into one weekend around Omega. It is. That's why I have not done everything on this list so far. <laughs> That's why you come every year. Yeah. Every year you just add something to your list. So I, I did one of the, the geo arts one year. Um, I've done quite a few of the night caches, but not all of them. It's just, there's so many things that you could do that you just can never seem to fit everything in to one weekend. That's neat though. Very neat. So, uh, <clears throat> to wrap, to wrap up, uh, event wise, uh, it's always good to have a, uh, Pancake breakfast to wrap up. So there's y'all have a Sunday uh, side of it for for the final event, sort of. Yeah, okay. um, that's that's something that's been a tradition since the first the first Geo Bash. Also, it's uh, the committee just uh, cooks sausage and pancakes for any attendees that want to sh- show up and they need it. And then uh, usually people stick around and you know, help clean up and pick up right. tables and stuff like that on the event grounds. Well, that's good. That's that's great that y'all do that. Nice way to end the weekend. Yeah. And obviously y'all do a pretty good job if you've been invited back and, you know, it's continuing to go on. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. I've had a great time the past two years. I'm hoping the weather's a little sunnier this year, but we'll, we'll, we'll still have fun no matter what. 
I think oh, yeah. there has never been an ASP Geobash weekend where there hasn't been at least some rain. <laughs> it's tradition. At least one of the days. I don't know the I don't know the exact history from the from a weather standpoint, but well, that's probably a pretty accurate assessment. How funny! This year is going to be the year. This is the year. I can feel it. <laughs> the no rain year. Yeah. Four days now because we got an event on Thursday. So Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we got to have those, you know, rain free. So. Very cool. Well, anything else that uh, anybody can think of is when we wrap up? I I, I think this is a very unique uh, and uh, sounds like a wonderful mega. And uh, need to get it on my schedule. Is what I need to do. Sounds like we need to go up there next year. I can't make it this year for sure. Yeah, but... this year's this year's a lot, but next year might might work out great. Need to get up there anyway because there's all those. Great caches up in New York. I mean, you got the Eternal Flame. Uh, well, that's a great one. Earth Cache, and there's uh, a lot of other uh, great caches up that way. So, uh, uh, yeah, Jesse, we need to in, see if Niagara we go, Falls, north of there. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's some cool caches up that way. Um, there's a there's a webcam at that one that's sort of unique. Uh, it might be in a book. I don't know what book it's in, but it is in a book. Oh, oh is that? Didn't you write a book? Oh, oh yeah, I, I did. What? What, what do you know? What, what do you know? There's a book written about those uh, two and one geocaches defined before you die. So. Well, look at that. <laughs> Shameless plug time. So. <laughs> and who is that on the cover? That's <sighs> me at, at Mingo. How about that? <laughs> Yeah. yeah no huh. last year. Strange coincidence. Funny. There's a bunch of New York caches, by the way. So I, I I applaud you guys that you made the list. So there's there's the spot. There's the Eternal yep. Flame Falls Earth Cache. There's Bridges. That's, the that's one of the best caches I've ever been to. That Earth Cache, the Eternal Flame. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Bridges and Arches of Central Park. There's that's a, good a one. there's a final. It's called Safe Haven. It's on the Caching Dead series. And the one I was thinking of that we were just talking about is called Power Vista, and that's up there at the uh, Niagara Falls. So there you go. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania has some, so. Sounds like know. we have to go. We got to go. Definitely. We'd uh, love to have you. Yeah. There's a where I go in Pennsylvania, too, uh, uh, that we need to go to. All right. Jesse's coming. All right. Is it, is it at a McDonald's? No. Because- Okay. Not this time. Right. No. No, that would be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Thank you, Devin. Uh, well, so coming up on the show um, next week, we're going to do um, – we're going to talk about all the fun, crazy stuff that's going to happen this week at MOGA. Uh, we're going to do a little re- recap show. <clears throat> we'll make it back in time. Uh, and uh, Yeah. And uh, some other surprises. We're going to have Zach actually on the show and not out at a cache. He claims he'll be back uh, in South Dakota as well from that weekend. And uh, Jesse and Zach are both competing. Uh, Jesse's competing with Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, mm-hmm. uh, in a uh, the two-man in MOGA. And Zach, I think, is just doing the individual uh, competition at MOGA. So... Um, it's going to be a great weekend. Again, if people are going to that, don't forget to uh, let me know or let Jesse know about uh, Friday. Uh, we're having lunch at the Little Apple Brewery. So 
don't forget to mention it to us. And, you know, even if you don't RSVP, you know, you're still going. Please show up uh, noon on Friday. And then right after that, we're going to uh, mosey on over to the uh, – see how you like I use mosey? Because Home on the Range is the, the theme. So we're going to mosey on over to the uh, theater and watch Treasure. Uh, at two o'clock at one thirty is actually the uh, the time we get everybody together. Film film will begin at two, and uh, Chris Williamson's coming in town, the director, and he'll be there to answer questions after the movie. So we'll have a little ask the director uh, segment right after that, and then uh, right after that we need to go over to the uh, uh, to the hotel and get the Friday um, packet part and uh, get our our booth up and going. Uh, Geocache Talk will have a booth there. So, a uh, week after that, Meg and Jen from HQ are going to be on. We're talking about geo tours and all that that uh, all going on with that. And then the week after that, we're planning to talk about virtuals and the need to return. And we're going to uh, mm. Zach's going to be uh, at a virtual and he's going to report uh, live uh, on the show uh, that day as well. We're going to talk about virtuals and uh, uh, the the need for us to rise up in the geocaching world and ask that we could get virtuals back somehow. So I think that show is going to get interesting. Oh boy. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Hopefully they won't like ban us from geocaching after that, but I think we'll, we'll approach it correctly. But, um, and so as we mentioned, we'll be at MOGA, um, Cindy's playing, you know, she's going to be at the geo bash. So make sure you, uh, you know, run into her, say hi and, uh, uh, you know, let her know that you listen to the show and, uh, you know, mention that, uh, to her as well. So, you yeah. know, w- definitely, uh, one thing that, uh, I think live viewers don't know, uh, audio viewers know this because they hear it every week. Hopefully they don't just fast forward through the portion of it. But I, I do want to mention the sponsors, something we don't mention on the live show. Uh, we have four, four major sponsors. Uh, the travel bugs, uh, does our, does the music at the beginning. And, uh, we, uh, have got some surprises in the future, uh, that we're working with, with the travel bugs. Um, they do our music at the beginning and a little bit at the end of the audio version of the show and of course cashly cashly is one of our other main uh sponsors nick's going to be back on the show in the future we're we're, gonna, we're trying to coincide uh his nick's um and we've been nick's been uh, one of our sponsors and we've been a sponsor of cashly since the very beginning uh even back when i was on cash release so uh nick's we want to wait and get nick on uh the show right right before or right after right at that point of time when 3.0 comes out so we're kind of trying to coincide his appearance with the the next version of cashly so that's uh why nick will be on uh the next time uh of course ftf magazine uh if you notice if you buy and i hope you do subscribe to ftf magazine uh we have a little uh a little ad in ftf magazine to remind you about uh, our little show here, but, uh, you know, um, that's a magazine that's worth getting for many reasons. Uh, I like the, the actual copy of it, uh, to, to read, sit down and read it and just, you know, I, I don't necessarily 
uh, have, have we have so many things that are electronic nowadays. But I really encourage you to actually get a copy of FTF Magazine, and it's it's cheap for a year subscription. Uh, and uh, you know, let let Keith know that you uh, you've subscribed. Tell him you heard about it. Uh, from Geocache Talk, and uh, really encourage Keith. He does such a great job getting that uh, magazine put together. And then, of course, IB Geocaching uh, is uh, our supplier, and uh, Peter Young at IB Geocaching, tremendous job. A lot of times, he's in the chat room, uh, and so you know he he put, he produces a lot of uh, great uh, product. And so, definitely go check out ibgeocaching.com sometimes. So. Uh, let him know you heard about him here. Well, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, the show is at geocachetalk. I'm at uh, Gary Slinkard, all one word. Uh, Jesse's at Memphis underscore mafia. And Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And our Facebook is at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go to the ASP Geobash and go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Let's say I'm here.